Jack. Good evening. I'd like a word with you, Jack. That's nice. But confidential, like. You stay in the car. I'll come and listen. What do you want to tell me, Thorpey? I've been asked to give you this. Train goes four minutes past twelve. You've just got time. That's very kind to somebody. Who do I have to thank? What happens if I miss the train? Well, I've been asked to make sure you don't. Oh, really? You're getting very optimistic in your old age, aren't you, Thorpey? Let's stop pissing about. Are you coming, Jack? It'll be best. Right, all lads. Episode 160 of the Cult of Matt and Mark Cult Film Review Podcast. I'm Matt. And I'm Mark. And make sure to head over to the Facebook at the Cult of Matt and Mark and like us, or head over to our blog at cultfilmreview.blogspot.com, or send us an email at cultfilmreview at gmail.com. Show news, Mr. Hudson. Any show news this week? Didn't uh, you go and see uh, Fury Road this week? Fuck, man, that got ne- 98% on I never got a tick, uh, text from I know. you. So. Oh, I know. You know how shit goes, man. How did it go? It's did just... you go see it? How was it? No, I no, I want to go see it. I, I got I to gotta schedule my get-out-of-jail-free card day, oh. which I haven't yet done yet. So oh. um, oh. stay tuned this week. I'll, I'll, I'll keep you, keep you uh, apprised of my liberty yeah. schedule. It's getting, uh, uh, it's getting good reviews, so I think, I think it'll be a fun romp. Yeah, ninety eight percent, man. It's pretty solid. So uh, I, I watched another trailer and I got uh, fanboy excited. So, well, I mean, it's got a it's got a great cast. So the two leads are uh, some exceptional actors. There was some, uh, I, I don't know. I guess uh, online misogynist trolls uh, writing about how uh, they thought it was a uh, it was it was. It was a play for the feminist agenda because Charlize Theron was, uh, I guess, a prominent female action lead in the film. I think you may and have been spending too much time on Reddit. Maybe. And uh, anyway, so it was, it was sort of a, a, a little viral. This bit. Oh, I think that's pretty much, I mean, that's, it's pretty, it's an absurd standpoint to have, uh, but I sort of, it fits the box of the sort of crazy yeah. uh uh, men's right activists that people like to hold in their mind. Well, to me, it's akin to the uh, Rush Limbaugh uh, white male victimhood that, uh, for whatever reasons, uh, gets traction with his listening audience. Mm, I see. So, I think we're sort of coming at that from two different directions, but no. uh, I think it's an absurd story. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> the fundamental flaw in in such an argument, if there is one, is that. Uh, did did this individual not watch Mad Max three and uh, note that Tina Turner was the uh, villain of that movie? <laughs> Come on, you know uh, what I'm look, I, I'm I'm going to say that no reasonable uh, man would have that opinion. Uh, yeah, let's just chalk it up to that. It, to me, it just seemed like clickbait. Exactly. I, I, I'm using that word clickbait a lot these days. There's I, a whole uh, gob of it out there. I'm trying to wean myself off that bullshit. I've uh, I've relegated one of my favorite 
online sites, crack.com to clickbait. Uh, I think it's uh, uh, these misleading titles it gives, uh, especially about, I guess, feminism, which always seems to be the uh, red-hot online topic, or at least uh, uh, to curry uh, controversy and, and to get the trolls out from underneath the bridge. Yeah, it gets, uh, people, gets people hot under the collar and gets those... Uh, you know, on any side of an argument, gets those uh, sort of uh, people to get into their little uh, what are those like echo chambers that people yeah, get the into. Yeah, echo chamber. They, they talk exactly. to like-minded people in outrage about how these other people who aren't in this chamber have opinions that differ from them. Right, and hashtag the Twitterverse and all that kind of crap. Mm-hmm. I, I, for me, I mean, we have a Twitter account on the Cult of Matt and Mark. I, I oh, it's to, hot! It's blowing yeah, up. It's hot. I mean, we I, lost about a million listeners when Twitter called all the bots. That's and true. And so we went from yeah. a million and 20 deck down, down to 20. Down about 60. Oh, no. Give us a little bit more credit. So, we have 60 uh, followers? Uh, I'm well, a lot of them. dick pics on there. Yeah. You know, the, the problem that we have here at the Cult of Matt and Mark, and it's not really a problem, but uh, uh, we get uh, promos from like indie filmmakers, people that just kind of spam any sort of movie related online blog or podcast. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's usually who's following uh, like uh, some of us on Twitter. Can we get some uh, screeners, some early release? Get some man, uh, Amazon on demand, instant vouchers or something? Do you want to go see some uh, film students, shitty, you know, uh, student film? I don't. I don't have sure. time for that. Really? You yeah. got that kind of time? I mean, we, it's like a red carpet. Do we get a, do we get tuxes and uh, get dropped? I don't off know, man. Limo? We might get like uh, you know a coupon for a Heineken and a uh, you know a free uh, uh, I guess uh, YouTube access to watch their shitty film. That's probably what we would get. Sounds good so, to me. Anyway, uh, let's see. Any other show news? Anything other we got going on? Uh, you got going on personally? You know, uh, me anything? personally? Yeah. Oh, any, any? Uh, no, not really. Yeah, how's cl- how's school going? How's class oh, going? I'm just I'm starting to get that sort of daze that happens in the middle of quarters. I'm remembering that where you What's sort the of days. Like, I always would get a daze about a little past midterms. You just sort of yeah. tired of learning stuff, and like it always it becomes a chore, sort of a wall, and I've sort of hit that wall. And I'm oh, to work yeah. Well, uh, I. You need to do what you did back in college and just uh, smoke you know, packs of cigarettes. Oh, I was thinking roast a bowl. Yeah, but you know you could you could go ahead. And pick uh, no, up I've some never milk. I've never once in my entire life found anything related with marijuana to have any positive effects on learning. What? Oh my god, man! <laughs> I don't I don't know if, who does that, but it uh, is exactly what you don't want to do when you're trying to memorize some shit. So last week, uh, Mark, Matt and Mark uh, theorized that being good looking gets you laid more, or being rich gets you laid more often. This week, our big theory is uh, smoking pot doesn't motivate you to do a lot. Is that what we're saying? Is that what you just uh, said? I mean, it can motivate. It motivates some people to do things, more creative activities, but just like pounding shit into your brain. I've never yeah. found. Uh, I've never to me, found it always kind of to be in any way. Uh, uh, congruous with that effort. To me, it always sort of motivated pizza eating, masturbation, and uh, watching late night nature shows. It's like I, I just I, cannot keep up. On, I mean, I got I got my flow chart of my masturbation schedule. I am so far <laughs> behind on it. 
what can right. I do? Do you have any advice? I, I'll get you a Microsoft project file going, and we'll we'll fix that shit. We'll get you going. We'll get it. We'll get the efficiency up. <laughs> oh, good, because I I'm really getting desperate here. I really want. Uh, yeah, we should all waste less time masturbating. That's uh, you know kind of my point. If we could all you know cut a minute off here, a minute off there, I think the world. Oh, I see uh, what you're, you're taking a different angle. You're saying it's about quality, not quantity. Yes, huh. yes, quality, extremely, extremely important. I think we'd be on the moon by now if uh, we could have all ma- streamlined our masturbation schedule. You know what I mean? <clears throat> really? Think about the free time. So I do not follow. All right. Uh, th- let's get into the movie this week. Uh, our movie this week is the classic. I guess it's a cult classic, but it's definitely a classic. Uh, British crime drama from 1971, Git Carter, starring... Uh, the uh i guess the the renowned michael kane a uh, quick plot rundown a vicious london gangster jack carter travels to newcastle for his brother's funeral he begins to suspect that his brother's death was not an accident and sets out to follow a complex trail of lies deceit cover-ups and backhanders through newcastle's underworld leading he hopes to a man who ordered his brother killed because of his ruthlessness, Carter exhibits all the unstoppability of sorry, my screensaver just popped in. Uh, unstoppability of the android in Terminator or Walker in Point Blank, and he and other characters in the film are prone to sudden brutal acts of violence. I'm trying to figure out Walker and Point Break that reference in this uh, plot summary. I don't, I don't recall the character Walker. Who is he talking about? Um, Bodie Walker? No. Was that his last name? Well, we, uh, no, I would have, I would have to go is Walker. Oh, now I'm going to slow every sh- all the shit up. Let's slow it down. Try to figure out who Walker do, was. Do, and, uh, do, 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 point do, blank. Do, so, Mark, did, uh, do, 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 did uh, Jean watch... Do, do, do. Get Carter? Yeah, she did, actually. She, she did? Re- yeah, she really enjoyed it. She hadn't seen had, it before. She hadn't seen it before. I figured that would be... Uh, she would have had a pinup of Michael Caine in her youth. But, um, uh, I don't, I don't know. Was Michael Caine considered a sex symbol? I don't. I don't uh, fuck, man. I, I, I if not, you, ha- you had a picture of him up on your wall. Him well, walking out of my... a front door holding the double-barreled shotgun. That's right. In yeah, one that hand was, and his other gun my... in the other. I know. Yeah, that. Well, I couldn't resist. It's such a badass picture of Michael Caine. I think it's probably the, the, the best picture of Michael Caine I'd seen. So I had to put it up. But, uh, <laughs> Anyway. So did you figure out uh, what the Bodie's last name was? I have no. It doesn't. Fuck man, I, I think I think that's just a uh, sadly uh, a lack of uh, preparation you know, preparation here for the podcast. So I, I don't know who it is. Sorry. Anyway, uh, so first time Gene had seen it. First time you had had watched it. Uh, so it's, what's, what's it's my take home on this? No, well, it's been called mm-hmm. like. Uh, one of the greatest British films of all time. Well, I'll tell you what. What what uh, Gene decided near the end of the movie, and I, that uh, Carter's sort of a prick. Oh, you think? <laughs> he's, sort he's of a not prick. Very likable. Uh, I, well, that that's a whole other thing I wanted to get into. But mm. yes, I, I'm with you. He is he is not a likable character. But still, I like the movie, which is actually sort of unusual. Usually, if I don't like the main character, 
I can't like a movie, but somehow I still like this movie. So that says something, I think, about it. So the Michael Keane, Jack Carter characters, what I would like to uh, uh, call an anti-hero or a classic anti-hero. And I think this film uh, kind of puts that on the stage in, in sort of a dramatic way, or at least a, a with 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 a a pretty uh, hefty contrast that that this guy is not somebody he's not somebody you're cheering for. And there's a few. I mean, for starters, he like basically almost. I mean, more or less murders two women, right? Yeah, uh, and one right after he has sex with her. <laughs> I know. Well, yeah, the, see, that's the – so there's two instances. The one with uh, Glenda, who's sort of the uh, wannabe porn star uh, who wants to break into sort of the London scene. And Jack hooks up with her mm-hmm. and uh, uh, almost, like, chokes her out in a fucking bathtub when uh, he learns that she was involved with a porn film that his niece was in. Well, I don't think and, that's really what he's mad about there. He's more bad that he knows she's involved with the death of his brother. You think that... Well, see, there's a lot of what I would call complexity and subtlety this, to this plot. And it actually took me sort of reading the Wikipedia plot as I was watching the film All right, well, to that, get, the, well, then, to then get then some of the subtlety if, out. See, see, what that, see how that goes, because... Uh, I, you know, I was wondering why you did seem more pissed off than you'd expect. I mean, there is the issue that his niece may, in fact, be his daughter, uh, yeah. which one character accuses of on, which is probably true. Sure. Um, other than that, I'm not sure why he's would be worked up necessarily about her working in pornography, unless he's sort of seen what it can... I mean, I guess if pornography is involved, since these are all gangsters, right? Uh, more or less, the whole, the whole, yeah. There's like two the main groups of gangsters. It's like the Newcastle gangsters, led by uh, uh, Cyril, Kinnear, and then yeah, and then there's uh, the uh, London gangsters, led by Sid, right? Right. Yeah. And uh, they're both involved in pornography, obviously, because the whole movie opens with like them, like Sid and uh, Jack and a couple of the other gangsters looking at some. Uh, pornographic slides on a projector yeah right right, and we know that uh uh cyril is um producing pornography at his estate up there as long and and you know it's a it's a organized crime so it basically whatever's black market they're involved in right they're taking their cut plus some non-black market stuff too so it means that the production of pornography was in the black market in Great Britain at this time, right? Is that, does that I, make sense? Well, I, I know that uh, pornography is is it was or is uh, much more tightly controlled in in Britain, and uh, things like oh, what they would call buggery <laughs> uh, had a certain uh, I think were were restricted uh, sort of acts of certain acts of sodomy that kind of thing. Yeah. I. I mean, well, because I, the video we saw that had Doreen in it was pretty tame stuff. Well, it was just like a obviously, cat, sort of a bed fight between right. some women, and obviously, whatever was in that was illegal enough for Jack to send a, a copy of it to the Vice Squad. Well, yeah, yeah and so. more importantly, that the criminal organization is producing this stuff. 
and they're producing and they, and they wouldn't stuff. be so, producing if it wasn't black market there wouldn't be a high enough right. markup on it yeah there wouldn't be enough you know there, there there would be money in it but it wouldn't be as lucrative uh, as as maybe other black market activities yeah and i always thought uh prostitution was legal in the great britain but it seems like this pornography is sort of tied to prostitution in the way that uh like cliff brumby is having sex with uh uh, Linda. Was it Linda? Was that her Glenda. Name? Glenda. Glenda. Yeah. So you have sort of feel like, like there's sort of, I mean, and there's probably uh, a lot of, uh, I don't know, I mean, it may, would make sense if you're making pornography that you might also, also run sort of like a brothel of sorts. Yeah, well, uh, or all aspects of the sex trade mm-hmm. that are illicit, you would uh, you would have your fingers in. And I'm yeah, sure I you'd mean, have. I mean, why, why wouldn't you? I mean, it makes sense. You'd have, and you have interchangeable actors, right? Porn stars that are prostitutes and mm-hmm. whatever. You would so you would you would have you'd be knuckle deep in yeah, uh, right. all sorts of aspects of that business. Uh, so so I, I guess I guess it must have been a more verboten at, at that time. So the only thing I can think of was that uh, was it Doreen? Is that his niece slash daughter in the film? Was yep. uh, was was underage at the time oh, of the fi- my, film? I don't. Do you think? It seems like she's out of school and working at a, a store. I think she I dropped out of school. Well, maybe she of dro- school. I don't know. I don't think she was presented as being like some kid. I mean, she was probably, I don't know, maybe 17 or 18 or something. Yeah. Uh, well, well, okay. So so I don't know. As sadly, uh, maybe I should have researched that, the, uh, the, the legal history of pornography. I tried to look it up briefly, but as you might imagine, it's rather convoluted and uh, basically, I found some books that discuss the matter. Jesus. And I did not read okay. them. All right. So, uh, regardless, let's just say there is a uh, illegal component of pornography, or at least pornography in some capacity, that's uh, um, mm-hmm. uh, you know illicit enough to be, uh, uh, I guess, produced by the black market. And so, there, these gangsters are into that. So it is interesting. I mean, I really do like how the plot is revealed very slowly. This movie does not front load anything. No. It, I mean, basically, the viewer basically is operating on the least amount of knowledge. We actually have even less knowledge than Jack does Well, and, during and, this film. I mean, he, right. we don't even know. What, at first, we don't even know exactly why he's going up north. There's something happened. And then right. when we see the body of his uh, brother, Frank, we don't even know it's his brother. Yeah, yeah. For quite yeah. a while longer. We, he just gets into a house, and there's a body there. Yep. And well, he, it's he, like, what he, is he doing there? He knows how to get into that house. That's the other thing. Like, well, he, it is a complicated uh, complicated trip. Somebody hung the fucking front door key <laughs> behind the mail slot. It sounds like a terrible idea. Was that a thing? Is that like the equivalent of putting the key into the doormat? I mean, is that... It, is yeah, that, it uh, must be exactly the same thing, yeah. The, the same kind of a... Uh, you know, we, we got around that here at the uh, Rivette household. We uh, have a uh, garage door with a pin code. Oh, so uh, you can always get in that way. What's well, good to I, know. I, uh, cav- in a cavalier fashion, just leave my keys uh, in the house and lock the door. And then just head out. So it's kind of nice. Got powers out. You're fucked. Oh, shit, man. God damn. All right. Maybe I should keep a key around. <laughs> get one uh, of those rocks. The criminals will never think you put a key in a fake rock. Oh, I was just thinking get a rock to throw through the front window. <laughs> oh, but, yeah, yeah. There's that too. <laughs> I mean, there is a certain cost of replacing that plane of gl- glass every time. That's but, true. 
Yeah. I'll just get a bunch of them and I'll just keep them around. And just eventually there'll be two feet of like broken shattered glass in your living room. <laughs> watch watch yeah. the shattered glass. Keeps the kids yeah. out of here. That's right. I'll say, you, you know, don't go there, condition. Yeah, that's where daddy keeps No, no, no. His, you don't uh, have to tell them. They'll figure it out on their own. And I'll keep my guns in like a, a chest surrounded by the broken glass so nobody gets to it. It's it's great. I it's a it. solid, solid parenting techniques. Paul, <laughs> <That's, laughs> so uh, yeah, so he he gets in. You don't you see the dead body? You assume it's in a it's it's somebody he knows, uh, yeah, or it's yeah. an acquaintance. It's really it's yeah. You're right. It's it's very uh, and you know to be honest, I, I, I it's giving the viewer uh, I guess the benefit of the doubt that they're attentive and following the film and. Maybe it's a trick, and, and and but I, for whatever reason, sort of glom onto that kind of filmmaking. Well, it ends up being a bit of a mystery. You really got to pay attention. And, and you, you do and, have to and, pay and, attention to this And film. there's always like, what exactly is the tale? I mean, like, you go from who is that dead guy to it's some guy that uh, Jack knows to it's maybe his a relative to, oh, God, it's his brother to right. how did he die to right. it was an automobile accident. Uh, what happened? Uh, yeah, yeah. To oh he was drunk, to oh God, some criminal element like force fed him and then like pushed the car into the water. When he's in the house, you, there's the phone call from Margaret. Remember that? And it's a really like confusing conversation he has with her about Doreen, and and you're like, what, what, what? what who's he pissed at? What's going on? Yeah, who and, is this? And who is Doreen? And we just find that Margaret's just somebody that his. Brother, maybe she might have been an escort, even, that he was having yeah. sex with once a week. I'm not sure if it was just a fling. I think I think she was probably getting money out of the deal right. from his brother. Yeah. And I guess his brother was, lived a straight life. He was just some working stiff. Well, and, then, and, and I think his, I think Doreen's daughter was slipping into the life. And uh, obviously well, she certainly was, was, yeah. And so that was sort of the impetus for the setup. And the setup, I actually had to... You know, read through in the Wikipedia article because, you know, I'm I'm watching this and well, then let I'm, me guess. I mean, when you say the setup, I mean, do you want me to see what think see say what I thought happened? Yeah, if if you don't know the if you didn't look up the if you weren't I didn't, adored, I didn't look like up myself and had I mean, to look I, up the plot, but go ahead. All I have is from one drawing. Well, we've already talked a lot about it, but basically the the confluence of Doreen and uh, the Cyril side of the gang and Margaret was that. Uh, See here, how did how did that work out? So like, um, did Margaret set up Doreen with the pornographers? I I uh, I'm, that, I'm not. Well, that, no, no, no. Um, Eric, Eric knew of. So Frank, backstory and Eric, Eric 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 recruited Doreen into the pornography. But why did Eric do it? Was he? Was it sort of a sick, twisted joke on his part? Or was he just looking for women to bring in? Um, Am I missing something there? Uh, well, okay, so uh, I'm, I'm not, I'm not necessarily uh, going into how Doreen ended up in porn, but uh, uh, what, what aspect do you want me to discuss? Well, I, I, the 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 impetus for Frank's death. Uh, oh, Jack why Carter's did why did death. Frank? Oh, well, Frank figured out that his daughter was involved in this gang's pornography ring. And, and who told? But who told? Who showed him the film? Who told him? That's kind of another key thing. Oh, it was like a one of. Um, 
It was that guy who would like to play on the horses, uh, Albert Swift. Well, right? well, it was the uh, the the. Uh, oh no, it was Brumby. Brumby. Oh, that's right. Yeah, Brumby. Oh, so Brumby is a normal businessman. He made uh, his. He made most of his money on. I think like slot machines, something along those lines. Yeah. Right? yeah. Or like pachinko machines. And he's and, the guy that's opening the cafe or the yeah, restaurant. So on he's the a top big businessman. But yeah. uh, organized crime, and Cyril in, in particular, is uh, shouldering in on his business. Yes. And he's getting sort of caught up in that world and he doesn't know what to do. And so he figures, I'm not sure how he knows that Frank's brother, Jack, works for another organized it has is sort of hot-headed and work for another organized gr- crime gang and he I, does, I does he I actually does he set up Doreen to be in the I think he no. I think he actually Brumby actually sets up Doreen to be in there so he then can tell Frank so Frank can go ballistic and threaten Cyril to turn him into the cops so that, Cyril yeah. has to have him killed there and you then, go and then yeah. but Brumby thought all this up that that would cause jack to come up to bust some heads to figure out what happened well it was it was uh circumvented because uh cyril uh, sent eric who is the 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 the, the, the driver the, um, the sunglasses man the sunglasses man to uh stop frank before he could get to the cops and and, and report the crime uh cyril did Kenner. yeah well he yeah. just had him kill him you had him kill him yeah so yeah. uh by I guess forcing booze down his throat and yeah. then sending him into his car into the drink. That's and right. so to make it look like an accident, I suppose, right? Mm-hmm. You, mm-hmm. you I can mean, do a toxicology. I think, I, think the, I think forensics not the same. I mean, just what, look what happened to uh look what happened to uh Margaret. Oh Jesus Christ. Oh, oh man, that is so I, I just those two women he killed. It's just amazingly cold. Like when Linda he just watches her drown. Yeah, and 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 not sort of. I mean, you know, I, I, I she was she it, was only tangentially involved in it. Well, you thing, watch right? it, okay? So there's the scene where uh, he goes ballistic on Glenda and tries to choke oh, her Glenda, out in the yeah. bathtub, and and maybe because of um, she believes he was involved in Frank's death, or uh, no, blames- that she's involved. He she's involved in. He thinks he's involved. Well, I don't know what he thinks. I think he knows she knows something about. She has some information. She's involved somehow, mm-hmm. or she is involved at least in the exploitation of his niece. Slash yeah, she daughter. was at least eating out his niece. <laughs> yeah, right. At one point. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, you get the uh, you get that. It's probably the uh, it's a departure for the Jack character, and it it's probably the most insightful bit of 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 you know the I, I guess a corner of the character that you only see once and it's when he's watching the the porn film uh with Doreen in it yeah and uh you you can't dismiss him anymore as the terminator as as the summary sort of pointed out but he he is a you know he he has sort of a uh how i guess a uh a pathos about that situation more well, so than you you know well he's that's why is he there in the first he's there to figure out who killed his brother right right i mean that's yeah. why he's busting heads that's why he just picks up a branch clobbers a random guy unconscious into the drink just to come by and see Sarah and say hey 
Yeah, just to just to lounge around, lounge about for a couple was, of minutes. Yeah, that's a that's a great scene where he uh, you're going. He's like doing all this like covert, uh, you know, uh, uh, infiltration. Yeah, I was going. Kinnear's, what are you doing, man? Kinnear's mansion, and he pulls off to the side of the road, sort of scopes the scene, finds some. Uh, you know, guard patrolling the pop- property just fucking clubs him. Probably kills him. Does he actually kill? He, he goes he right into just... a pond. Oh, he goes into a pond. Yeah, it's shallow, right. but he was unconscious. He would drown. So just fucking just does that guy in, brains him, and then uh, slips into the mansion past the thugs, and then he just plops on the couch and has a scotch and, and has like, a scotch. Uh, cuddles up to the guy's uh, mistress. Yeah, and then gives the shit, gives shit to the guy that's about to lose all his money from Kinnear. Yeah, you know? I'm not, I'm and, not sure and, who that guy was. Just one of the blokes. And that's it. And it was basically just to to let Kinnear know, hey man, I'm in I'm town. here and I'm serious, and I yeah. can get in wherever I need to be. Uh, I'm pr- I'm pretty sure you're 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 involved in my brother's death. Just letting you know that, and and you know, mm-hmm. uh, it's 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 menacing. And it's an interesting menace that he does in that scene. Yeah, I'm not you sure know. exactly what he get, he gets out of it. I mean, it takes I don't a think he got anything out of it. I don't think he learned anything. I don't think any information was. Uh, and it, I, I was reading that that was the most technically difficult scene to do because you have like four conversations going at the same time. And so oh, you the mean actors, while they're sitting around the table? Yeah. So the actors had to basically independently act with, you know. I guess their their counterparts, and it all had to be filmed at the same time, you know, without without the overdubbing and all that. So strangely, a, a technical scene to to do. Yeah, I mean, it, it had a very moderate feel to it. Yeah, but just the uh, how relaxed Carter was. It's just he's a cool cucumber. Know, well, it just gave you sort of a, a feeling of of how. Uh, how much he's navig- he's able to navigate the life and how well suited he is to it. Yeah, I mean he's worked his way up to to the upper echelons of these criminal organizations. So back to Glenda, he uh yeah, he nearly chokes her out in the bathtub, nearly drowns her. And then he said just get some shit on. Takes her out to was it her car? The the mm-hmm. convertible? Yeah. Just throws throws her in the boot. Yeah. For what end I don't know. I think he, uh, he just wants to keep a handle on her, maybe, because uh, she can go back to uh, Cyril. I guess, but it's just so, uh, it's like something you would do to a roadkill animal. I mean, He, does, he like, has a very low opinion of people. Oh he uses God. people to his own ends and, and throws them away when he's done with them. I mean, how about that bartender guy who was helping him out, that kid? Oh yeah, no, I he mean, totally he, didn't give a fuck about that guy. He, he just he goes and checks on him just to see see what he Is ratted he out, and then dead? throws tries to yeah. throw a couple bucks at him and leaves. <laughs> Why would you want to work with uh, with Jack? He's a uh, he's a man who is only concerned about his, his own needs. So, uh, but that when when the uh, the gangsters knock the the convertible with with Glenda inside of it into the drink, yeah, and he just. Just stares coldly, mm-hmm. and and there's not even a uh, lurch or a could I possibly save her moment. Uh, there's just just there we go, you know that happened, and and uh, somehow they 
didn't have those little orange release handles back in those days. Yeah, man. I was thinking that. I was like, really? You couldn't pop the prop it from the inside? Was it? Those was it no, really no. A... Those those didn't pop from the inside. Or you could you kind of like kick the shitty upholstery and 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 uh, back seat away? You know. Um, I mean, could you... my guess is uh, it could probably just be a sheet of metal there. Maybe. So uh, basically, kills her. I guess indirectly. Uh, but but if he had killed her by accident, his well, he wouldn't uh, have reaction cared. would have been the same. Mm-hmm. So uh, and then uh, to set Kinnear up, he grabs Margaret, and <laughs> his I guess his hatred for Margaret's the same as I think his, his I think Margaret had Linda. something to do with Doreen getting into the pornography business. So he grabs because I think her. in that video yeah. Margaret might have been there was a third woman in there. It was Margaret. It was so Margaret. so. He's assuming that Margaret got her into it to begin with, which caused which precipit. Basically, whether you knowingly uh, led to Frank's death or you played an unwitting role in it, you're all guilty. He sort of is right. blind, like the law. It doesn't matter what your intention was. If you were if you were involved in any way in the events that led to his brother's death. Or the I don't know corruption of his niece, maybe daughter. You're uh, it's a capital crime in his book, and you deserve to die. Which I I, I wonder. I mean, you get sort of an exceptional uh, reaction here because of of his brother. But uh, is his actions in in the film would that would that be in line with with I guess a professional gangster's decorum? Would you survive very long? Sort of with that scorched earth mentality. I don't think yeah. so. I mean, you can see how the gangs react to his busting heads. Both his boss in London and the guy there say, "We, you gotta, you gotta cool it." Loose you know, cannon. We've, we've made a hmm. Yeah, loose cannon. You're loose. Yeah, cannon. I mean, they they even say the guys that go to pick him up uh, near the end of the film uh, when he's the nude shotgun business. Uh, they're saying you know, we're, we're here to bring you to the London. You know, Sid says send him home. Right, right. And right. Uh, I think Sid's mad at him too because I think Sid finds out about him having sex with Sid's woman too. What's her name? I don't oh, know her name Jesus is. Christ, man, she is. I mean, is this the name? That's the woman he has the conversation on the phone and gets her. Yeah, all hot Anna and played by Brick Edlin- Eckland. Yeah, Brick. Did we see uh, Brick Edlin? And um, she was she, uh, she was a Bond girl. She oh, was yeah. in uh, the Man with the Golden Gun. Yeah, that's where she. That's where she was. Good night, good night. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and um, uh, so I think you know I, he's sort of burning all his bridges. He's he's, a, he's crazy. He's crazy, but in that in that sort of uh, starchy British way that just makes him. I mean, just I, I it makes him. I guess. What would what would be the right word? Um, such a dapper motherfucker that you you can't help but but admire the character, even though he's just a complete bastard. Mm, I don't know. I mean, admire the character. I mean, just he's like he's a criminal his, who thinks only of himself. As, oh, he's as a fucking insane, outrageous uh, sense of uh, of vengeance. He fucks women. He treats women like total crap. Uh, yeah. he, whenever, whenever he does it wrong to somebody who doesn't necessarily deserve it, he just tries to throw, uh, you know, a couple hundred pounds at them. That's how yeah, he yeah. deals with his problems. He's a fucking dick. 
Uh, he is, but he's he's a uh, he's a cunt too. Oh, he's a cunt. <laughs> I don't know. Look, I understand cord. what you're saying. He's a cool yeah. cucumber. He's an interesting character, but I wouldn't want to be anywhere near him in reality. Uh no, uh, no, no. Uh, but he is enigmatic, uh, and and uh, I, like the way that he kills Margaret. It's I mean, it's so- insane. He goes in. He's sort of a pill popper himself, so he knows drugs. Yeah, he's popping pills, and yeah, so yeah. he buys some morphine or something. Um, probably like you know heroin, like straight heroin. Yeah, yeah, uncut heroin. Sh- shoots her up and then drowns her. Yeah, insane, insane. Just so he can set up. Uh, I, I thought, what is with the police response? Oh, somebody's making some skin flicks at this mansion. They send like the whole police force out. Well. I, I don't I mean I think maybe to, I think maybe he says oh there was a party at this house of a known pornographer and criminal element and some woman died there they're going to cover But what up. was the point of that other than to disrupt the scene cuz he'd already sent in the vice reel the reel to vice to 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 uh I mean that's just uh, like the nail in the coffin I guess I guess yeah uh so I, it's it's almost a little ancillary why he does in Margaret, and it may just that he wanted to because he 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 has she, well, the she same deserved to die towards her. Yeah, she got she had a death sentence. Uh, he he enacted a death sentence on her. Right, right. Um, and yeah. I forget why he uh, the word that that I like to use is uh, even though there wasn't a window involved was defenestrate. I think that's the right word. When you throw somebody out a window, yeah, yeah. Or a door. Isn't that great? There's a word for that. Defenestration? So Defenestration. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not fucking crazy. It's a good word. Uh, pitches him off the top of his car park. Oh, you're talking <laughs> about Cliff. Yeah. I mean, was it Cliff, Cliff or Brumby? I thought it was, it was Cliff, Brumby. Cliff, Brum, Cliff, Cliff Brumby. Brumby. Yeah, okay. Yeah. And why did he pitch him off? Because he was also involved in it, and he deserved to die as well. Oh, my God. You know, the thing about tossing somebody off of a five-story building mm-hmm. is it... To me, it 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 seems almost as easy as shooting somebody with a gun. It's strange how easy it is to kill somebody by tossing them off something. Well, I mean, it's the difference between pulling a trigger and like shutting, shoving your knife into somebody's ribs. It seems <laughs> the shoving the knife is harder than pulling the trigger. You know, just yeah. every degree of separation uh, from the actual killing blow. Uh, be it the distance the bullet travels or the distance the person falls, I think makes it easier. Isn't that? It just seems. Uh, it just seems like so trivial the way he kills him. Just like mm-hmm. eh, wings him off the, you know, picks him up, and tosses him. A lot easier you know. than strangling him. A lot easier than everything else, except for maybe shooting him. You know, to just just wing him off the top of the building. Yeah, but I think there may have been some people killed in the car he fell on. If you look closely, the oh, was there? Driver, yeah, uh, the whole front passenger okay. compartment is smashed. In. So uh, <laughs> he basically kills, I, I guess it's not cold blood, but he definitely kills, uh, uh, well, then he kills Albert there, and, and he gets mm-hmm. the information out of him and then knifes him. Yeah. And, you know, in, in, I, I don't think you would die that quickly. Would you die that quickly? Uh, I, think he, I think he went at the descending aorta. And oh, you would uh, lose blood pressure okay. quickly and fall unconscious. Okay. Though yeah. it would be more gruesome than that. Um, a lot of like, 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 retching, doubled over, th- right. There'd be some like gasping. Yeah, m- yeah. Motions. It'd be pretty. It'd be sort of. 
but you could lose consciousness rather quickly. Right. He seems to so look he, like he knew what he was doing. So he kills that motherfucker, and uh, the next step, and then he kills Margaret and gets that scene going. And then the next step is to find, uh, who's it, Cliff or Eric, the uh, the limo driver. Because he yeah. was the guy that dealt the death blow, or he was the guy that actually... He did. He, he's the guy who actually went and got Doreen and got her into the, into the pornography, and he's the guy who actually forced fed his brother the drinks and shoved him into the water. Right. He's the right. of all the people who have been deemed guilty, he's the most guilty. Right. So uh chases him out onto that beach, which is uh, I love how industry used to work back in the day. God damn, I was reading up about that cuz I was like, what the fuck is that contraption? So in the movie if if people don't remember, but uh there's this uh uh it's a uh gondola. It's like probably a, a mine of some sort. Well, I, I was reading about, and they used to be very common along the eastern coast of uh, England, and their whatever mining process or or whatever you used to do to coal, there was sort of a waste element, mm-hmm. like a coal waste, and I don't know if it was uh, coal that had like was dirty or had a high sulfur content. My or, guess you know, is it's probably just they're probably doing open pit mining. And you have to remove a bunch of rock and stuff that sits on top of the coal. Yeah. Like mountaintop removal mining. I mean, they do that now. Instead of dumping it down into the abyssal plain like they were doing there, they'll just dump it into the river valley that's below the uh, that's below the mountain that they're cleaving the top off. The problem was is they weren't dumping it on the abyssal plain because, for starters, the North Sea doesn't have one. But uh, th- that you just saw that went out to like a pylon just mm-hmm. offshore mm-hmm. and just dumped fucking shit into the uh uh the the uh the the sea there well they probably and, picked a place where it went down a couple hundred feet i'm guessing well maybe you didn't get that impression looking at it though it just looked that shit kind of you know but you're probably right maybe went out you know, well it doesn't matter i mean it still got all around there so uh i guess that it totally polluted as you would expect. What? Uh, <laughs> I mean, you tell me when he was mucking through that greasy-looking sand that there was some pollution going on there? Yeah, just a little bit. And uh, there was, a, uh, I guess, a cleanup effort in the 80s or 90s or something to uh-huh. uh, uh, sort of, I don't know how they clean that shit up. Usually but, uh, they, they, they take off some of it and then cover the other stuff up with clean rock and call okay. it good. So they had to clean all that up, but it was interesting seeing... I guess what you would what we would call kind of wholesale pollution. Yeah, that's what we, that's 71. what that's what we pay China to do now. Yeah, just going on in China. That's right. <laughs> Nonstop. Well, they're in China. What's going on got, in the U.S.? I mean, this mountaintop removal is exactly the same fucking stuff. I mean, but I that's part of that's part of the cost of modernity. Uh, it's not that bad. In other, mining coal mining isn't that bad in other parts of the country. Uh, like mm-hmm. like depending on the coal, like Wyoming does a lot of open pit. And, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I have a is, you might have a problem if they started mining out that park that's right near your house. They would. It would be pretty bad. I'd probably have water I could light on fire and all kinds of wonderful If they were fracking, yeah, people yeah. would lose their shit. Well, there's you know, that, that's the problem. I mean, there's, Seattle has too many people with money. you got to go somewhere where the people are poor I know. and can't do anything about it. I know. It's really important. If you're going to do nasty shit, go somewhere. Where you go to Newcastle. Are. You go to Newcastle, uh, England, or... Uh, go to Northern yeah. England. You can take a dump there and nobody's going to bother you. <laughs> so, uh, anyway, but I, I thought that was interesting, just sort of a little, little slice of 1971 
uh, sort of, uh, you know, well, sort of, sort of, yeah, it's sort of like that scene from uh, what is that? There's a scene that really got people from um, Mad Men when they're having a. There's a scene where they're having a picnic. Oh yeah, and uh, they get they have like it was like fast food, and they get done, they just shake the garbage off their yeah, it just kind of blows away. I know. And then there's an Indian over in the corner crying, you know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, people had weird notions, and now, man, I hope you're I hope you're putting out your compost bin because you're gonna get fined oh, if you if you don't if you don't if you put too much compostable garbage in your uh, regular trash. Well, I told you my trick there. What you do is you take your garbage and you make sure the last thing that goes into it are the uh, bag of dirty diapers and the bag of dog shit, and you just put that on top. And nobody's going to go you, through your look, fucking you garbage. You can compost the dog shit. Actually, you can't. What? Uh, I, read, I, I read on the site, uh, any sort of, uh, I guess, compostable disposal of dog feces is illegal. It must be hmm. put in the trash. I, I, uh, I, I wonder I, why. I, Maybe some sort of... Because it's uh, fucking gross. Dog shit hmm. is like one of the grossest goddamn... Uh, it's... Man, there's no smell just, like dog shit. Why can't shit? you just flush your dog shit down the toilet? Wouldn't that make more I sense? I don't know. Because yeah, you don't want to bring that shit inside to even like... Yeah, just bring it inside, it. upend it. You oh. know what? You can reuse the bag. Oh, just turn it in and out each time. Rinse it off in the kitchen sink. Scrub it down with your brush. <laughs> and let it dry on the drainer rack. And you're fine. Or get there's... like a get like a linen reusable bag. That'll save the environment. You know, there's some there's some dirty hippies somewhere doing that shit. You just know there is. I, how you know? I just some. This uh, is this is what dirty hippies really do. You just kick the uh, kick the dog shit into somebody's lawn. <laughs> Nimby compost on my backyard. That's right. Well, hippies are inherently lazy. That's kind of the uh, key feature of the hippie, uh, and and usually it's 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 uh, they have the ginned up politics to excuse the laziness. It's like I'm not going to play the man's game. It's like yeah, I know because you're really too lazy to do fucking anything. So it's all a good excuse. You know, to uh, be a lazy fuck, smoke a lot of weed, do whatever you got to do, not pick up your dog shit. I think you're, I think you're getting older, Matthew. All right. So uh, back to the movie. So there's the end scene, and uh, that's sort of the, uh, I guess, the deuce ex machina, if you will, that... Uh, L or J? Deuce J machina? No, no, L. J was the name of the assassin. Oh, J. Yeah, it was a bit of a deuce ex machina, in my opinion, and I think it was there to... No, no, there was more than that to it. It was, uh, Carter thought he had it all figured out, but uh, there was a play that Cyril made that he didn't expect. Well, it was to have him killed. Yeah. Which, well, I mean, why would that be the play? Why would Cyril want him killed? No, why? Why wouldn't Cyril want him killed? Uh, he's in there fucking shit up, just basically, you know, coming into your to your house and just busting the place up. Uh, why wouldn't you have him killed? Yeah, why he's wouldn't a, you? So it's not really a Dusek Machna. It's a it is it is the hand of Cyril, not God. Well, no, I understand that, but but why did see that? It's sort of the I think it was put in there because it really wanted to cement the idea that that Carter was no one you would cheer for. You shouldn't be cheering for Carter. I think that to me was the whole idea of having him get the bullet through the brain at the end. 
to to because you can't help and this is sort of the the thing about anti-heroes or or main characters in general uh is that you ride along with them and you can't help but have a little bit of a Stockholm Stockholm syndrome watching the film you you mm-hmm. you know he's he's the main character he's you expect in common you know in, in contemporary film narrative that the character that you're following through the whole film is kind of by definition the hero quote unquote or the protagonist and that uh he has his struggle there's the climax the you know denouement all that stuff he lives but that's that that's not that's not in get carter and it hmm. You know, maybe it's a little too overly simplified, but I, I think that was the intent of the director to not have him walk away. And well, to put I mean, that he was, yeah, I mean, he got bit. He was, he was in a den of, you know, he went to the lion's den and but well, he killed a lot of lions, but he got killed himself. Well, he's one of the same as all these. Yeah, he's, yeah he's, he's the same guys there. He, if anything, he's a more extreme version of those guys. All those guys are a little more rational. Yeah, they're they're more compromising. Like, hey, why don't you just get the fuck out of town? <laughs> we yeah. don't want to have to bust you up. Yeah, yeah, why don't you just head out? You know, exactly. And, uh, well, they don't want any trouble between the gangs. Yeah, yeah. There's a territorial thing going mm-hmm. on. Yeah, they don't want to start uh, a gang war over some one of the guys' no name brothers. Right. Yeah. The, there's like a bit of uh, English Cosa Nostra. Just you know, uh, whatever. But uh, don't 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 fuck people's shit up. So. Anyway, um, I don't know. I thought it, I thought it put a nice button on it, and uh, I think it did. paid a price that Carter was definitely had run up. It was a bill that he had definitely made for himself. So we're, we're I, 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 there's a few other things. I mean, we kind of really got into the plot and and, and sort of motivation and, and the characters. But I wanted to just ask, why do you think people revere this film so highly? And, and, I didn't know people did. I hadn't even heard of it until you mentioned okay. it last week. Well, why would you think they revere it so highly? Because it, mm. it is hugely influential. Uh, Guy Ritchie's, uh, you know, the the lock, stock, two smoking. Was it Guy mm. Ritchie? No. Who the fuck? Who the fuck was married to Madonna? It's it was Guy Ritchie. Yeah, it was Guy Ritchie. Mm-hmm. Uh, why? You know, his his like lock, stock, two smoking barrels, and um, you know, snacks. Layer and, cake. And all, what's that? Was he? Did he do layer cake? Layer cake, yeah. Layer cake's like a, a, a good sort of parallel to the whole Get Carter kind of uh, narrative. Why, I mean, it's hugely influential. And I think it was hugely influential uh, for British film because it, it depicted sort of a crime drama that that maybe was was sort of typical American tropes, you know, that, mm-hmm. that, that uh, didn't show... There wasn't a lot of film that showed sort of the underbelly of Britain or the grittiness of Britain. And so it was kind of something of their own that, uh, um, you know, and it was an amazing film. So, or amazingly well-executed film. So I think for that, its influence is probably its biggest hallmark. Uh, Yeah. I mean, it's got a great style. Uh, and it's got a nice, it's nicely filmed and, uh, it's got some great actors and, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I I thought it was, I thought it was a, great bit of storytelling and some very interesting characters uh all with basically n- no one who's likable uh yeah, I, think I think it's i think it's a great feat yeah and it's, it has a nice grittiness to it and i think one thing you like the north of england sort of setting 
Well, I, mean, I just I don't know enough about it to you know really well, appreciate I don't either, man. The, I, I, the dialect I, I, that I supposedly is very good in this film. I, I spent a whole like five minutes in, in Newcastle on Tyne as the train stopped, but I did mm. definitely had a good look around. I went over that bridge, you know, and uh, in those five uh, minutes, yeah, in those five minutes. Well, Newcastle was a big shipbuilding town. I, I think it, back in the day, it was mm. one of the big uh, shipbuilding uh, 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 cities. Well, I, I drank a lot of Newcastle brown ale. So I was aware of the city. Mm. So I, when we got to it, I was like, oh, this is Newcastle. And, you know, I think maybe I had Wikipedia at some point. But, uh, yeah, no, I don't – I mean, I didn't spend any time there or anything. Just was aware of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I like that sort of uh, bleak British industrial kind of look. Like there's some shots of him down at the uh, shipyards that uh, I th- that were really kind of grayed out. And they really had a black and white f- look to them. Uh, I thought those were 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 really nice shots trying to capture that, and uh, I don't know. I maybe it's romanticizing the Industrial Revolution a little bit. I just to me it always seems that like Britain was sort of the uh, cradle of a lot of that, and uh, I just kind of like the look. You know, I, I don't know why. Not there's sort of a beaut- sure. there's there's sort of a beauty and ugliness. Uh, at least that's my opinion. So. I, okay. I like the look. Yeah, I mean, it looked like a shithole. Leaving some parts of it, anyways. <laughs> I know. One, one, one interesting thing before we get to the review, uh, when he's riding the train north, uh, they're showing kind of shots outside the, uh, uh, on the countryside. You yeah, know, yeah it was a nice, a nice little scene while the credits ran. And uh, I remember seeing that nuclear plant. There's like, they pass a nuclear plant. And when I was riding the train, it was about the same time of day. It was like sundown. And I looked out, and there's just this nuclear plant, like, sitting a few miles away from the train line. Like the and, cooling uh, towers? I, did, I yeah. don't remember seeing it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it was in the beginning there when he's riding the train, and I'm like, I remember that. Like, I totally remember that, looking out and seeing those those things. Mm-hmm. It's kind of trippy, hmm. you know, a little nostalgic. It's, they're still there, apparently still running. Well, it's so. good, man. Nuclear energy is great. You know, I know it just usually gets managed really poorly, and then shit hits the fan. Well, it's managed really well in places like France. France has got the shit figured out. I think seventy five percent of that country is running on nuclear power. Yeah, I mean, so. if you can manage it, it's fine. I don't know if the U.S. could manage it. We're such fucking We're such half asses. We can't regulate anything. It all comes down to letting the businesses figure out how to oh. get every penny out of it. I think that's what's yeah. happened, and what what you know led to the Fukushima disaster too. Just some bad, like, you know, why we spend this money? We don't have to legally to do it. So we'll just let the thing be dangerous. Yeah. Yeah, maybe nuclear power can only really exist in, you know, really well-run countries. But, I mean, sort of countries with strong central governments. Well, if if it's done right, it's it's clean and efficient, and uh, the waste is manageable, and Mm -hmm. the waste is extremely manageable compared to fossil fuels. So well, I mean, with does it, there's just been too many disasters. People never buy it. Unfortunately, we'll have to find something else. Yeah. Uh, well, we're, we kind of been skipping over the good, bad, and the ugly. I I don't know if that bit's going to last, but uh, oh, the uh, ugly. Um, yeah. What's the ugly? Let's just go to the ugly. Uh, that head wound in Jack very poorly done. Yeah, it was a little bright, wasn't it? Little little mm-hmm. little uh, fluorescent. I thought the the blood. So. What are you going to do? I don't know. You get better know. blood. Uh, for me, the ugly? Uh, shit, I don't think I have one. 
I think uh, I think you I, like I all like the, the outfits that Doreen wore. Those are pretty nice. Oh yeah, yeah. That was kind of that was kind of tasty seeing the old seventies fashions. Yeah, uh, you know. Let's put a let's make the the skirt shorter than the jacket you're wearing. Yeah, I know. I, I you know I, I was watching a Mad Men episode. Those short skirts, I I, I wouldn't mind seeing them come back in. I, I think they I think they. Uh, I think they had. Yeah, I don't there. need any more excuse to creep out on the bus. So we'll just, uh, dude. Uh, that's what sunglasses are for. <laughs> oh yeah. Really? You haven't learned that trick. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Man. Oh, that's what's up with Eric. You yeah, always creeping. Right. It's voyeur. Yeah, staring, staring, staring at like fifteen-year-old schoolgirls all day. <laughs> sitting in his, sitting in his Cadillac. Yeah. Well, I guess all you right. got to pass the time. All right. Let's get to the review. Ebert reviewed Get Carter back in uh, 1971, March 15th of 1971. Yeah. Rarely do these these early dates seem accurate. Right. Uh, Giving it three stars out of four uh, with a pretty glowing review. I'm surprised it's not a three and a half. You may not have been giving away three and a half at that time. Well, I think, you know, it's it's not a – it hasn't been a classic at this point, so he's sort of hedging his bets. Oh, well, I never like reading his looking back reviews anyways. Uh, he says, Get Carter is a tense, hard-boiled crime movie. Uh, and uh, speaking of Michael Caine, the movie shows him as sure, fine, and vicious, a good hero for an action movie, he says. Um, uh, let's see here. The story uh, follows the. Actually, this is actually a pretty interesting piece. He says the story follows the conventions of a detective caper, um, uh, but with Carter on the other side of the law. Uh, he talks about you know the fact that he's out of his territory sort of makes him a lone man against the powers that be, which makes a uh, adds a similarity to him with some of the detective. American detective characters like Philip Marlowe. And I just watched, um, uh, a couple of weeks ago, I watched, uh, um, the, um, I was that movie about that black bird. Uh, Oh, the Maltese Falcon, the Maltese Falcon. Yeah. And, uh, God, that's a good movie. Jesus. We did that for the podcast. Didn't we? Yeah, we did. We did. Boy, I, re- yeah. I watched that again. I really love that man. That is, that is such a great performance. So uh, such an awesome plot. And I can see, I can see the similarities here. This is sort but of, this is a, it's, this is a good, this, they bring up a good, or Ebert brings up a good point here because, uh, it is a, a kind of a gumshoe movie at mm-hmm. heart. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But the, but the thing is, is that, Maybe with uh, like the, the the sort of detective stories or the PI stories, uh, to make them gritty, you kind of have to make the uh, the character you know a little dark, and uh, to 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 make them you know dark or possibly flawed. But they're always kind of on the good side of things. Like Marlowe is maybe a bastard, but he's he's definitely has like a um, you know sort of a uh, a morality that I think jives with with. Uh, the status quo. Well, I think Marlowe's Marlowe doesn't have nothing to lose like Carter here. So Carter can really go ballistic where Philip Marlowe, he's got a business and he's not going to be blowing people away. Well, yeah, for revenge, but but he's still going to get mix it up in the seedy underbelly of the world. But, but making Carter uh, just a wholesale gangster, 
you, it it makes it I I'm not it makes it makes it maybe a little bit more fun than those old oh, detective stories. No, it certainly does. He's uh, uh, Carter's got a much freer hand. Yeah, especially since he's burning all his bridges. And yeah, just not giving a flying fuck about everything, and 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 it makes it makes it while he's uh, despicable and malevolent, makes it exciting. <laughs> you know, watching him like work the scenes and and just mm-hmm. fucking ripping shit up and not giving a fuck and just yeah, watching you know, him by uh, sexually assault the 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 lady that runs his uh, boarding house. Was he was he man? They had passionate uh, uh, consent. Cons- consenting love there yeah she liked it uh in hindsight yeah absolutely (laughs) i'm pretty sure ripping over the blouse of any woman is uh usually not the best idea but i guess it works for carter oh i I thought that's how you start that's the first move yeah boy i don't don't go for a first kiss man it's just it's right you know i was gotta gotta show my passion quickly <laughs> uh, well, I mean, if it's working for you, that's great. He says uh, the movie has a sure feel for the underbelly of society. Carter moves through a world of working class pubs, boarding houses managed by sad eyed uh, widows. That's right. <laughs> and off uh, uh betting potters. This sort of proletarian detail is unusual in a British movie. We usually get all flash and no humanity. Lots of fancy camera tricks, but no feel for the criminal strata of society. It's interesting. It almost sounds prescient. Yeah, it is. That's, kinda, that's sort of the point I was trying to make, that this this movie, while hard to see it now, and while we're not really maybe steeped in, in, in British film like mm-hmm. we should be, uh, is is was very influential just for that point. Well, I'm, I'm not. I'm not. Sh- I'm not sure you're listening to what he's saying here oh, or what I'm, I'm saying. Oh, oh. He says right. uh, this sort of proletarian detail is unusual in a British detective movie. Usually, we get all flash and no humanity. Lots of fancy camera tricks. I'll tell you that that line right there. We get all flash, no humanity. Lots of fancy camera tricks. That sounds like Guy Ritchie movies right there. What? Oh, you don't think well, you so? Think? Oh, you th- those you, movies are super flashy. You think it? You think that? You think it went three three sixty? Came full circle? Man, I think huh? so. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't think Guy Ritchie stuff's anything new. I think British. It sounds like from Ebert here writing in nineteen seventy one that that sort of shit's been part of British crime movies for a long time. Let's call on Guy Ritchie. Yeah. Well, when in in his not, defense, not that I don't write, like his no, no, movies, no. they're but they are flash. Well, they are, no, I, I would they are say dazzling. I would say the camera tricks or the camera, the camera style is unique with the Guy Ritchie films. But his uh, uh, the the people that he puts in it aren't, you know, they're not flashy. They're, they're uh, proletariat. Uh, I don't know, man. They're pretty comic booky, at least from my, my well, like recollection. The, like the, the, of the big, the f- like the f- big fat black guy in Lockstock and Two Smoking Barrels. He seemed pretty, uh, you know, he seemed. He didn't seem very flashy. None of those guys seem very flashy. Yeah, maybe I should go back and view them. I just, I just sort of remember bombast. The, the, uh, the, the, you know, the gypsies that, uh, that uh, in snatch. Yeah, in snatch. Yeah, the criminal with the glasses that fed people to pigs. It's pretty flashy. Yeah, that, that's yeah, pretty that comic guy. book. What? Oh, that's just well, that's salt right. of the earth. Oh boy, my <laughs> grandfather when he was working on the farm used to feed guys to his pigs all the time. I okay, I can't. 
I can't actually. I don't know what Ebert's necessarily talking about. We. I don't know either. But film, I tell so. you, it sounds a lot like movies of the '90s and the aughts to me. British okay. crime movies, which okay. I think is really interesting. All right. I. 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 I, I don't think I can say one way or another at this point. But, uh, um, interesting. Interesting theory. Let's see here. Ba, ba, ba. You said, speaking, he talks a little bit about uh, the director, Mike Hodges. And he said he'd, be, he'd be like to see uh, Kane dust off his American accent and hire yeah. Hodges to direct him as Lou Archer. Uh, that's, wow. That's Detective that's Archer. Arcana. And uh, from uh, The Maltese Falcon. But oh. uh, um, let me see here. Uh, but what did Mike Hodges actually go on to direct? What did he go on to direct? Flash Gordon. That's what he's Ooh. best known for after Get Carter. That's the Dino De Laurentiis thing? Mm-hmm. 1980s oh. Flash Gordon with uh, oh, Max von Sydow playing uh, Ming, the Merciless. Which the actually greatest. would be a, would be a pretty interesting movie. We could do a double feature with that and Flesh Gordon. Yeah, I was going to say Flesh Gordon. I think is a far more superior. But movie. Th- there's a great soundtrack though. Uh, to Flesh Gordon or Flash Gordon? Flash Gordon. Yeah. Well, uh, Flesh Gordon is uh, uh, actually the strangely high production value. Yeah, it's like uh, a soft core porn parody. My 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 thing. buddy Pat and I uh, once. Uh, uh, I guess uh, watched uh, his dad's copy of Flesh Gordon one day, oh, and yeah. uh, and uh, <laughs> besides all the, uh, the experimental sex and, stuff going on and oh, great one liners. Well, I think what was the it wasn't it wasn't Doctor Chekhov. It was like Doctor Jerkoff or something I like think that. I might have seen parts of this a long yeah. time ago, but it has like we thought it had like a great sort of claymation monster battle at the hmm. end. Yeah. Well, I, I'd be willing to see it again. Uh, I think I, th- I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, I think it was a, a rather high production value movie. I yeah. think it was sort of at the tail Crazy end of value. high production pornography. Uh, I know the golden era. Mm-hmm. It, uh, yeah, so I, it, it. I mean, I think that's what drew us in. It was like this is like it's a porn, but holy smokes, does it have high production? And it was hilarious. That was the other thing, mm-hmm. you know. So it's, yeah, it's com- like, soft, softcore comedy porn. So as fifteen year olds, we thought it was the greatest shit in the world. You know, and plus there were some there were jobs tits. and all kinds of stuff. Oh, was there blowjobs yeah. in? It? I thought it was softcore. Maybe no, I man. saw a softcore edit of it. Oh, maybe I thought there was blowjobs. I thought it was. Some, I, don't, I think maybe know, the, I think maybe full... there was a softcore edit out there, or maybe my brain is hazy. Uh, but the uh, the the Dino De Laurentiis Flash Gordon. I, I I think the only thing good that ever came out of that movie was the soundtrack by Queen. Mm-hmm. I think the rest of it's pretty disposable. I so. don't think I've seen it. Uh, the, the soundtrack, the 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 the, the titular song by Queen is mm-hmm. uh, pretty fucking amazing. Oh yeah, it's a good one. So anyway, all right. Uh, anything else on this review? Uh, no, that's all. That's all I wanted to say. I thought. I thought. I thought. I thought it was a well written and short review, which is sort of nice to see. Yeah, from yeah. Ebert. yeah. He really enjoyed it, and I'm, I'm glad he did. Surprised he didn't talk about. Well, he was a drunk at this time. He didn't talk about <laughs> the the terrible misogyny that exists. In this uh well that's an interesting point i i i i don't know uh i don't think of gangsters as uh feminists mm-hmm. per se i, I but the so, treatment of women was especially egregious in this film 
Well, it was. I I I don't know if it uh, it mishandled it. You know, um, I mean in the sensibilities of the time. But yeah. it, certainly, if things came out with those same plot points today, people would go fucking well, crazy. Jesus, I mean, like kind of cold bloodedly murdering women, like. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, maybe once inadvertently, and the other one deliberately. Yeah, people yeah. would go. People would go nuts. Yeah, it's pretty fucking nasty. And like, makes her strip down to her panties and kills her. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, in cold blood. It's 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 serial killer shit, really. You know, I mean, yeah, no, no, no. Despite it, it, the motivation, it'd be, it'd be tough for a modern audience to swallow. Uh, yeah, it's interesting what old films could get away with, mm-hmm. and uh, now no longer. Uh, times know. times change, you know. I mean, it, it comes with, uh, you know, it's probably best not to slap up women and and things like those nature. What we should do is we should watch the 2000 Stallone remake of Get Carter. I wonder if they see... edited it out, or maybe they really piled it on thick. <laughs> he just raped women. Just a whole <laughs> sale raped them. He raped them and then OD'd them and then I, then I, killed them. He didn't even have the yeah, sexual sense killed and killed them. Really put people off there in the year 2000. And it's like, Stallone, I think you jumped the shark there, my friend. Oh, uh, yeah. There's too much Stallone dong in that movie. <laughs> really? Have he, you seen it? He didn't wear pants for most of the film. The, the first scene was the scene with the shotgun. And he didn't actually never, it never was nonstop action, never got to put pants on for the rest of the film. He did get so like, he had like a, he got like a wife beater on at one point. So he had a button up with a, with a sports coat and just, just, just totally bare ass in it. Yeah. And a huge down. flaccid prosthetic penis, too. <laughs> oh, man. Somebody Uncut. needs to do that. Somebody needs to do that film. No, or just fucking CGI that. Uh, did, fucking... Did, uh, did Stallone do a, a, like a Newcastle accent? Ah. Uh, <laughs> Yo, I, I know. Oh, Let's take a cotter and move it to uh, Philadelphia. Oh, oh, good plan. Uh, maybe, maybe, uh, uh, yeah, uh, or New Jersey, somewhere <laughs> in New Jersey. It seems a little bit more grittier there. I don't even want to. Uh, uh, I don't even want to uh, speculate on what was going on with the two thousand mm. release. It got like twelve percent. I mm. think it was just a fucking, just a complete, total disaster of mm. a film. Mm-hmm. So I don't know why, but anyway, I'm not really want to invest any time to find out. So. Fair enough. If any of our viewers do, or listeners, please uh, let us know. Yeah, maybe there's some fan out there, super fan of the uh, Stallone Get Carter, thinks the Ooh. British one's shit. We've, have we only done one Stallone movie over the top? Probably his best wow. film, other than Is Rambo. Really? Is that really the only we had, well, We really I, should do First Blood. First Blood is, you know, that might be a good movie. I, I, I think I it think. would be a good movie. Personally, I thought Over the Top was uh, quite a good movie. Oh, I really enjoyed I, I that movie. Yeah. Well, it was uh, it was an interesting watch. I will give it that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. I n- never look at my cunt the same way. <laughs> my cunt. It's Michael Hunt. Or right, no, is <laughs> it? Uh, yeah, it was uh, that was that was his name, wasn't it? Yeah, Michael. Michael. We Hunt. went on for about five minutes about that. I, I listened to that stop. the other day. Exactly. Uh, all right, man. Uh, so I think we're done with Git Carter. Next uh, week. Uh, yeah. the, is it the, the Summer of Funny we're kicking the, off? Yeah, the Summer of Funny. A real creative name there. Uh, so I'm just going to look at more, I don't know, more broad comedies, more straight up comedies. Um, we haven't really done that many. I was sort of looking through our history of, of comedies. And uh, they're actually rather short on ones that are just straight comedies um and and we've always had different opinions on these 
Uh, I think we we all really loved Office Space, but you know we split on Wet Hot American Summer and uh, maybe Blazing Saddles a little bit. And we hated Pee Wee's Big Adventure. So it's funny that two of them, Beetlejuice right. and Pee Wee's Big Adventures, from Tim Burton, are probably the two we liked the least. Well, in, in amalgam, anyways. Right. So I, I'm trying to pick like eight of comedies in that vein uh, from various time periods, and we got a, I got a list of a few, but we'll go with one that's a uh, sort of middle age. I want to get ones that are a little earlier and, and a few that are later than this, uh, and that would be 1975. Um, yes, uh, Monty right. Python and the uh, Holy Grail. So there we go yeah. with uh, Terry Gilliam and the rest of the boys. And, uh, you know, I I think I've watched this in pieces over the years. Cause it you is haven't sort watched of, this? Well, I mean, it's oh, it's sort of... it's well, No, I've watched the whole thing. But I don't know if I've actually sat down and... The thing is, it's sort of divided up in these little bite-sized chapters. It's actually sort yeah. of easy to watch piecemeal. Because he well, had the different it, tales of the nights. It's uh, I, 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 it's sketch comedy based, mm-hmm. similar to I guess uh, Strangers with Candy, which we reviewed last week. It's mm-hmm. it's you know it's sketch based, but this are sketch but, comedians. But I think that it um, this movie uh, sort of handles a little better by having multiple storylines that are very short. Yeah. Very uh, so short. basically, they're like these sort of extended sketch bits. There's like these ten minute bits. And there's several right. of them. Right. So I think that, I mean, I mean, I'm, I'm sure I've watched it, but I think I've watched it with company where like maybe people are breaking away and uh, okay. you're chit-chatting or something. So it'd be nice to sit down and watch it uh, all in one go with, with a, a serious humorless stare. <laughs> I, I don't think you get any more cult than uh, Monty Python, the Holy Grail. So uh, I think it'll fit well into our... Uh, you know, we'll, we'll see. Yeah, let's see Uvra. if we let's see if we actually like it. I mean, Monty Python. Oh. If you go back and watch their shows, they're super hit and miss. They are like a lot of sketch comedy, mm-hmm. uh, but with the Holy Grail, I, I I I like to think they were firing on all cylinders. Not all of the little bits are are that funny, mm-hmm. or maybe get a little redundant. Uh, but uh, it 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 I I don't remember kind of dropping out for parts of it. Uh, I remember being pretty engaged for most mm-hmm. of it, but so. been, I think it's been a while for both of us. Uh, it has been, mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So it'll it'll be a fun watch. Yeah, so, I think so. Uh, okay, so uh, until next week. I told you it wouldn't take long, didn't I?